This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by Gallery. Discover the world's most talented emerging artists from the comfort of your home on YouGallery.com. YouGallery.com is the leading curated online art gallery, featuring a diverse collection of quality original works at accessible prices. Artwork ships free, arrives at your doorstep ready to hang, and comes with a 7-day money-back guarantee. Browse our collection at ugallery.com. That's the letter U, gallery.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Nate Freeman, senior staff writer at Art News. Nate wrote extensively on the art fairs in New York this past weekend, and he's here to share with us his reflections on how the weekend went. Nate, thanks for joining us. How have you been? I've been great. Thanks for having me on, Adam. With the new director this year, everyone is curious to what extent certain dynamics of the Armory show would change. How different was this year's edition of the fair compared to previous ones? Well, Ben Ginocchio came in, um, uh, I guess, a little over a year ago. Um, but this was the first fair that he really had his uh, his imprint on. And, and I think he had some pretty big visions about how he wanted to change things. Um, this is a guy who, before he was at the Armory Show, when he was uh, the editor-in-chief of Artnet News, would pretty much bash art fairs on a regular basis. He didn't seem to be a, a big fan of them. Um, and so when he came on, he was pretty insistent about how he wanted to make this a fair in, in his own uh, image, sort of a, a fair that reflected the ways that he likes to look at art uh, and, he, um, and the ways in which people have told him that they like to look at art. So I think people were just looking forward to a kind of different armory show, a rejiggered, um, you know, floor plan with uh, Pier 92 totally redone. Um, I think people were looking forward to more breathing room. There were, you know, a lot of different sort of lounging areas throughout both piers. Uh, And it just, it felt like a spiffier version of what the armory show has been in the last few years. Um, and so, I mean, you know, it was still an art fair. Uh, There's no mistaking it for anything else. But I think that, you know, it, it, it seemed a little bit just fresher. Um, I think that the new galleries that, that came on board, like White Cube or Pace, you know, lent a sort of different uh, air to the proceedings, which was quite nice. Um, you know, and having Armory sort of team up with Pace Gallery to uh, have that incredible... Uh, floating cube, you know, that's not something that you always see at, at, at a fair. Um, and then you also had, you know, uh, <clears throat> Eric Shiner coming in uh, and, you know, what he did with the uh, platform sector of the fair was also really interesting. Um, you know, this is a guy who has operated in the museum world and now he works at Sotheby's. Uh, and so it was just an interesting choice for someone to come into an art fair to curate a sector. And essentially, Platform operated, uh, you know, in the same vein as a lot of different uh, fair elements. But it, it, it had a little bit of freshness to it. Um, and so I think people were looking forward to that. Um, and, you know, I think that to some extent, um, associating the fair with someone like Ben Ginocchio, he's a very, you know, colorful, forceful uh, kind of guy. I think his sensibilities, while sometimes... Uh, you know, a little over the top, can be really refreshing when applied to a sort of uh, one of the kind of stodgy-ish fair. You know, 
Um, Freeze in New York, when it came in a few years ago, that, you know, was the sort of hip uh, fair compared to the, you know, sort of more stale Armory. And I think that Armory was trying to kind of come up and, and, and you know, snag some of that uh, ambiance that Freeze had really doubled down on. But really, as, as far as the fair is concerned, it, you know, was basically just an art fair with a few updates and a few um, more exciting things. I mean, you know, the press release that they sent out today said that this was the most successful armory show ever, the most people, the most sales, in typical Ginocchio fashion. <laughs> um, and maybe that's the case, uh, which is great for them, because, you know, obviously we're all rooting for the armory show to be, uh, you know, a big success. It's, you know, quite possibly the biggest fair in, in, in New York each year. So, you know, if it did well, and I think it did, that's great. You wrote an interesting piece about the evolution of the Kusama installation inside the Armory Show. And I'm sure for many who didn't even attend the art fair, they probably saw it on Instagram if they're following you know, just a handful of uh, art Instagram accounts. How did that come about, and what did you think about this, that strategy by the fair of trying to use art beyond the art in the actual booths to draw attendees or even attention to the fair? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly saw that thing all over my Instagram feed, uh, for days, you know, um, the original head, uh, sort of a joke headline for my piece was, this will not be the last time you see this Yayo Kusama installation, <laughs> you know, because cause I just think that, you know, it was going to be everywhere. How it came about was legitimately interesting, though. You know, um, I talked to Ben and Eric about it, and they basically said that, you know, Kusama, you know, when they were uh, putting together the platform section, you know, they really wanted a Kusama to be involved, and so they reached out to her and she just was very excited about the idea of, uh, you know, being commissioned to make a work for the center of an art fair. Uh, and she faxed over a sketch of what she wanted to do. And then from there they worked with, uh, her London gallery, Victoria Miro to make it happen. Um, and I think that, you know, you'll always have these sort of like large scale installations through art fairs, especially art Basel in Basel, Switzerland not just in the uh, unlimited sector, but within the fair itself. But this really did feel like kind of a kind of a sort of major break. You don't really see that much space being occupied by a single work in a fair um, in the middle of all the booths. I, I, I When I was talking to Ben before the fair opened, he mentioned something about um, wanting to create this town square aesthetic. Uh, and it, it it basically accomplishes that, you know, it might be AstroTurf, but the green is a really, you know, welcome color to see when you're walking through a fair. And it did kind of center things like you oftentimes get lost in the, you know, insane rows and rows of booths. But when you have this really sort of welcoming Instagram friendly Kusama in the middle of things, it kind of centers you. And so that was really nice. Um, and I, I, you know, I mean, Kusama seems like an obvious choice to some extent for this sort of thing. It might seem like kind of a spectacle. And obviously, you know, um, that's like the sort of knock on her work. Uh, And you can see like right now at the Hirshhorn, you know, there are constant lines and lines and lines uh, to get into those infinity rooms. But you know what? Her work makes people happy. People like it. And it was great to see that in the middle of a fair, in the middle of all this sort of transactional dealings going on. You just have this you know, pretty wonderfully looking work of art right in the middle of things. So I think that people really responded to it. 
And speaking of transactions, in the end, how were the sales this year at the show? And were there any notable ones worth reporting? What can you tell us about the strength of the market at the moment based on this barometer? Well, I I, I wasn't um, hearing about an insane torrent of sales, especially the beginning. I think things picked up um, as uh, the day went on on Wednesday and then through the weekend. But all in all, it seems to be a pretty successful fair. And because it came... Um, at the same time that we had a sort of uptick in the stock market in the beginning of the week, we had some big sales uh, at the Imod uh, auctions in London. Um, people seemed, you know, pretty optimistic. Um, and so I think that's really, you know, to some extent, just the the way people are feeling about the market, especially, you know, if it's a sort of consensus, uh, that's almost as important as what's actually selling. Uh, and right now, people are are pretty optimistic, especially going into the auctions, uh, the the contemporary auctions in London this week. That's really going to be a barometer for the market going forward toward uh, our Basel and Hong Kong. Um, I mean, as for uh, prominent sales, I mean that Kusama, you know, sold for a million dollars. That's a pretty big sale for the Armory Show um, to get into seven figures. Um, and and there were a bunch of other notable sales as well. Um, I I think that. You know, across the board, at all the different fairs, I think people did very well. Uh, you know, at NADA, booths were selling out. Independent, uh, everyone seemed to be doing very well. They brought exactly the kind of work that collectors who go to independent want to buy. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're to believe Benjinokio, like, more things sold the Armory in the, than in the history of any fair ever. So things are good, I think. And what kind of art did galleries bring to the show this year? Were, were there any noticeable trends in terms of what was actually for fair, what, what was actually for sale, or even what wasn't present at the fair this year? Um, there wasn't anything that was uh, notably absent. I guess one thing that sort of struck me was, well, after I guess Art Basel Miami Beach came right after the election, or I guess about a few weeks after the election. And people sort of uh, threw out the script after uh, a quite unexpected turn of events. And um, a lot of booths in Miami had uh, very hyper-politicized work uh, on display that they maybe weren't planning on showing before the election. And I was kind of expecting that to be similar uh, here in New York for the Armory Show. And there were some uh, you know, very politically charged pieces. Uh, we wrote, wrote about them. But it wasn't as... Uh, overwhelming as it was in Miami. Uh, I think that people continue to come to the Armory Show because sales are just very consistent and very good. Um, but part of that involves bringing the kind of work that will, you know, reliably sell. Like I was talking to Sean Kelly, and he had an amazing first day um, selling work by um, Hugo McLeod and uh, Sam Moyer and a bunch of other artists. And he said that he just loves the Armory Show because he knows the collectors that will be there, you know, a lot of New York collectors. He sort of knows what they're going to buy. Um, and so he sort of brings the uh, the, the work that, that fits that description, and it's a success. So um, I guess I, I can't say that there was any, you know, sort of overarching, immediate, in-your-face trends that struck, like, struck me as I was walking through the fair, uh, apart from just, you know, very market-friendly work that, uh, you know, I think people responded to um, 
very uh, positively. That being said, there were some booths that, that I thought were just pretty outstanding. Um, Jeffrey Deitch's booth, for instance, um, was a sort of recreation of the booth that he brought to the Army Show um, a few decades ago, and it was um, centered around this one amazing Florence Tetheimer work. Uh, and then there was uh, work by artists that had been younger artists who had been influenced by Florence Tetheimer, and just the whole aesthetic of it, the walls were pink, like the mood inside was cheery. That was all just really grand. So that was something that, that really kind of surprised me. Uh, I mean, Jeffrey is, you know, always, um, you know, he's reliably going to bring something to a fair that isn't quite like a fair booth. Um, but this one I thought was really special. And lastly, you also visited some of the fairs outside of the Armory Show. Can you share with us your brief impressions of these? Well, um, I, uh, the the biggest change this year was that NADA, uh, which is usually held in New York in May, moved to March, and so you had this kind of like, you know, uh, and, you know, a overwhelming amount of riches to indulge in on Thursday with both that fair and independent going on at the same time. Um, so to add another fair that I really enjoy, both its Miami and its New York iterations. To add that fair to the mix in March made for uh, just a wealth of uh, other satellite fairs to enjoy. Um, also, uh, the ADAA Art Show at the Park Avenue Army had some really splendid uh, booths. Um, I, I think that that the the galleries that, that sort of mix things up and bring um, work by either younger artists or underappreciated artists uh, to that fair really make for a really um, exciting mix of, of things that are going on. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, going back to Independent and NADA, those are two fairs that are very different and both very, very rich and rewarding. NADA has some of the, you know, some incredible young galleries from around the world, um, you know, showing work that you might not be able to see even on the Lower East Side, um, you know. Uh, you know, and just walking through there is just a really, really wonderful experience. Um, I love the Jacoby Satterwhite at the Moore and Bondaroff booth. I think a lot of people responded to, to that work. And, you know, to have sort of VR and video and this sort of um, multimedia wallpaper right in one tiny little booth area was just really, really exciting. I think, I mean, they sold all of that, which was was really great. Um I ran to Mills on Friday, and he said that, you know, it was just an overwhelming success. And then just to be able to, you know, take a quick four-minute city bike over to Independent in Tribeca, where you have truly some of the world's great galleries showing work by just amazing artists in a setting that is just, you know, impeccably clean and white and, uh, you know, sporting these amazing views of Tribeca. It's just, you know pretty much unparalleled kind of art fair experience. Um, those are two fairs that I enjoy very much. Nothing against the Armory Show, but there's just something really, really wonderful about taking in these very finely curated booths by galleries that were hand-picked by fair organizers, as in the case with Independent, because the, that sort of um, just intelligence really shows. And I, I think collectors really responded to that. Um, Everyone I talked to at Independent had done incredibly well, uh, even just on Thursday. 
Um, so yeah, and then there's spring break, which I actually didn't get a chance to check out just because I was so busy. But my colleagues who went uh, said that it was it was amazing and fun and uh, just full of just some pretty incredible deals. Actually, there's some you know more sort of uh, inexpensive ish, you know, relatively inexpensive work that you can find at places like spring break. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a really wonderful week to be in New York city. If you're, you know, either looking to buy or just, you know, uh, a fan of, you know, exciting new art. So yeah, I mean, you know, great week. Nate, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and recapping your thoughts on the armory show, as well as some of the other fairs going on in New York city. Um, for our listeners, we can always uh, check out your writing in Art News and online at artnews.com. And I know you're also uh, on social media often um, talking about the art market. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, they can check out my Twitter account. Uh, my handle is at nfreeman1234. Perfect. Nate, thanks again. We always appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast was brought to you by Gallery. Discover the world's most talented emerging artists from the comfort of your home on ugallery.com. ugallery.com is the leading curated online art gallery, featuring a diverse collection of quality original works at accessible prices. Artwork ships free, arrives at your doorstep ready to hang, and comes with a 7-day money-back guarantee. Browse our collection at ugallery.com. That's the letter U, gallery.com.